Welcome to the Sauce Electric Chair, where I put my guests in the hot seat. It's your girl, your master butcher, The Saw, and I am here today with the lead singer of Heft, Mason. Thank you so much for coming in today. How are you? I'm well. And yourself? I'm good. It's you good. know, love being in the butcher shop. It's always fun. I just got over the electric shock. I'm, mm. Old I'm, Sparky's still going? Yeah, good? yeah, I got a couple jitters in there, but... <laughs> jitters that's always great you know we gotta tighten them screws a little yep, bit we're still yep. working on it we're working on it. but you know <laughs> welcome to the butcher shop this is your second time in here the first time i interviewed you on air mm-hmm. and i was like i was Yo, scared you were Very scared, scared. <laughs> but that's okay we're here now we're gonna party rock party rock yes i was waiting for you to sing the song but that's in the okay. house tonight that's what i was waiting for so first things first are you ready i'm um, I'm scared, but ready. What's up? So, well, sometimes <laughs> I'm scared. So how did you get into metal? Like what was your first encounter with it? Hmm. Uh, I remember I was like, like seven or something like that. I don't know. Somewhere young. And uh, I was on the way back from like some family trip and uh, I was in the back seat with my cousin I don't even remember this. My mom had to tell me. And uh, my cousin showed me Metallica, and it was Master of Puppets. And uh, she said I was just back there, like, looking real angry and headbanging like this at a really, really young age. Master of Puppets will do it to you. Oh, yeah. That's a great oh, song. Yeah. Metallica's my favorite band. Really? I can, I can cuss. Yes. Just double-checking. Yes, Okay, cool, because I was like, that's my favorite fucking band. <laughs> yes, and I was you like, can. Okay, awesome. Um... Yeah, uh, Metallica is definitely up there for me. So like, he showed me that, and um, and he was a guy who taught me how to play guitar. And I was raised a good little Christian boy, and um, you know, so In the Bible it, Belt. Yeah, <laughs> so like it was very, it was against the grain for me, but I didn't really care. And like, um, ACDC was another one of my favorite bands. And <laughs> excuse me, no, that was terrible. Um. And he showed me how to play Inner Sandman. And uh, from there, I just started picking up guitar and playing other shit. And uh, here we are. Nice. So was it hard, um, like how you said, like growing up in like a Christian like mm-hmm. family in a household and probably like a, like a culture and yeah. stuff? Was it hard to like get into metal and like own it? in a way since in the culture you were in was it difficult that's a good question doing that uh, you're in the hot seat yeah man. it's pretty hot over here i'm warm what's the temperature 83 i have no idea uh, i don't check the weather yeah that's okay it's okay i think it's gonna rain but <laughs> i don't know where i'm going <laughs> but uh nah yeah it was uh it was weird um because there's a lot of like you said like it's a lot of you know bible belts a lot of judgment and things yeah. like that and i remember i'd go to church and things and uh be wearing like band tees and like having long hair and just like everybody would look at me weird and uh it was weird for a long time i never really listened to anything that was like super against religion for yeah. a long time and you know i didn't realize that sorry i'm popping my knuckles like right on the microphone but um and I remember, like, I'd tell people, like, oh, ACDC is one of my favorite bands. And they're like, that means Antichrist, Devil's Child. And I was like, ah, it's music. It, like, yeah. it doesn't matter that much. It's not like, it's, I mean, it matters. But it's like, that's 
not really what it means. I don't. Yeah. You know, and, I, I think people um, just like put no, preconceived notions on it because they don't know it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I don't it, understand it. So it must be the devil. Yeah. And it's also like with music as aggressive mm-hmm. as what we listen to, it's easy to put that stereotype on yeah. it and stuff yeah. like that. And they, uh, yeah. My, and it took me a long time to, I remember what got me into heavier stuff was going to, uh, I went to a church called day three and great people there and everything like that. Um, uh, the friend of mine, I went on like a mission trip and they showed me like Christian metalcore, like August Burns Red and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's when I was like, fuck yeah, this is cool because it's Christian. And then another friend was like, listen to Slipknot. And then I was like, no, nah, I hate that. No, they showed it to me for a second. I was like, that's definitely the devil. I don't want to listen to that. And then that's when like some shit happened in my life where I just, I needed something, some sort of, excuse me, um, some sort of. Thing outlet. That, yeah, some sort of outlet that made me feel more normal and Slipknot made sense because yeah. what he was saying is pretty much how I felt. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I was like, that's one, that's that's my favorite band ever. Oh yeah, Slipknot has been like a big impact, I feel oh, like, yeah. with people getting into metal. You know, like oh, yeah. growing up, I, I was always around metal, but mm-hmm. when I heard Slipknot, I was like, oh, this is different and this is awesome. Yeah. Just the yelling and the aggression. And I think what people fail to realize is with music, it's all um, like creativity and yeah. like expression. And people grieve and put like and have an outlet for different things so it's like you need to have this type of music Mm -hmm. for the people who need that exactly and And that's like yeah that's that's what hef's main message is is just finding whatever fucking like outlet you can Mm -hmm. in order to keep from going fucking crazy yeah you know because like if you've got all these demons tormenting you whatever they may be your past or whatever and uh, you get people that just turn into like weird shit. Mm-hmm. And if you don't find some sort of outlet or something to help you in the process, then that's going to be, you're going to just get weirder and fucking go down a dark path. Yeah. And that's like, you know, we, we fucking, that's our message really. It's yeah. just like expression. And it just like explains that. Um, Cause people always say that metal makes people more aggressive. Which I don't believe that's nah. the case. If because, it wasn't for it, I'd be way fucking meaner as a person. Yeah, and it's just, it just shows that, like, I, I the cool thing about metal is it shows that you're not alone and that you're mm-hmm. not different. And it's like, because I remember, like, growing up, I was like, I like this music, but, like, people make fun of it. People, you know, call it screamo and yeah. stuff. And it was, like, it was, like, kind of, like, embarrassing in a way. But then it was, I realized, oh, this is cool. This is who I am. Yeah. And with metal, it's, like, it shows that other side. It's like n- everything doesn't have to be great. Everything exactly. doesn't have to be happy. And it's bitch about it. Yell yeah, about it. That's right. <laughs> and that's that's what metal came to be. And you brought up heft, which yeah. is sick. Thank I, you. Y'all Thank are awesome. You. So how did like the band come to be? Um, if we want to go back to the grassroots. Back in the Stone Age. <laughs> um. As I was saying, like, my cousin James, he, oh, I shouldn't have said his name, but whatever, fuck it, uh, whatever, um, he 
showed me how to play Master of Puppets. Mm-hmm. I was in like fourth or fifth grade, and at our talent show, I played Master of Puppets on guitar. Mm-hmm. And my guitar player, Mikey, was in the crowd watching, and he saw me. And then later on, I made friends with a, another mutual friend of ours. We formed a band at like fucking 12 or 13 years old. We're called Social Hysteria. That's fucking... That's a sick name. <laughs> I think it's cringy as shit, but thank you. Um, I like that name. <laughs> thank you. And uh, <laughs> it started out, we just played Foo Fighters covers, because mm-hmm. like, Foo Fighters was one of our favorite bands and shit like that. And uh, then our mutual friend met Mikey, and he was like, hey, let's bring Mikey in. And uh, I'm sorry, I keep burping. <laughs> But um, it's the Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, That's it's the it coffee. Is. Yeah, but uh, he met Mikey, and then brought him into the band, and I was a piece of shit back then. I was, I was real because I was so there was just shit going on. I didn't know how to act mm-hmm. because I was just I was young, having a lot of shit, and I was just like confused, and so I showed my ass way too much, and they were like, "Dude, you're fucking out!" Like. We can't deal with you. So him and uh, Mikey took the same members, formed a different band called Shiva's Destruction. And for a while, I wasn't doing anything musically. And Mm -hmm. we were all still like fucking 14, like 13 to 15, somewhere in there. And then their vocalist quit. And uh, Mikey called me like, hey, our vocalist quit. You want to come over fucking jam? And I was like, hell yeah. He was like, we got a show in two days. And I was like, what? And he was like, yep. And we practiced for two days straight. And uh, our drummer at the time had a friend named Jonathan Martin, our bassist, and he just wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Stuck with him. Yeah, we're stuck with him. Like, he showed up because he, he's, a, he's a musician and everything like that, and it's like his main outlet. A fantastic fucking musician. And uh, I think he was just more or less like, fuck, you know, I got people that are wanting to willingly play music he's like i'm not letting go of this yeah and we were like ah oh, god damn it no i'm kidding <laughs> like oh no not again yeah and uh but we played that show and it was terrible and then <laughs> we just kept playing as she was destruction for a while and we all changed as people and things like that and we were like man this doesn't really fit us anymore we want to take a different direction and we changed it to heft and we're here where we are now awesome that's awesome. Thank How did you guys get the name Heft? Um, Heft, by definition, means to lift weight. Mm. So the reason we play music is to lift weight off of our shoulders. And, like, whatever we're dealing with, whatever we're, you know, any sort of type of fucking demons or baggage we have, we take it to that mm-hmm. as therapy. Because art and any kind of art is a way of therapy, in my yeah. opinion. Like. You know, and plus, like, we're such, I mean, we are fucking family. Like, each one of us, like, we love our, we love each other to the fucking end. And, um, you know, we're, because we all have like minds, mm-hmm. it's our fucking, it's our therapy to it's play It's also, music. like, you guys have been friends for so long. Like, childhood yeah. friends, as it seems yeah. to be. And it, I think it's refreshing to see, like, a friendship still stay and also 
you guys all have the same passion. Yeah. And it's, you guys are all there for each other, which I think a lot of bands miss that yeah. point where it's like, yeah, we're a band, but are y'all cool? Like, yeah, do y'all exactly. have each other's back? Mm -hmm. And I think it's really great to see like heft that Thank you. you guys are well knit Thank and you. it's, it's like no bullshit. And I, I think that's really cool. Thank you. And that that's the outlet yeah. for it on the conversation of heft. The record that y'all like have out mm -hmm. is awesome. Thank you. I, I think Thank it's you. so sick and it's a lot of emotion Thank you. on that record. I can hear it in your voice. I can hear it. Like, it's very passionate. Thank you. From you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so where like, where does that emotion come from? Where does that passion come from that's on the record? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> a lot of shit, mm. you know, like, um, I don't know. That's a heavy question. I'm not trying to see. Well, yeah. not in like yeah. the sense of like personal, but it's like, how do you, I guess, is it like an alter ego that comes out when Somewhat. you're like, and you're on stage and you're performing because seeing like the whole band is great. You guys all have like everything going on you guys Thank are all you. in your own element but you especially like <laughs> a great front man like you, you work the crowd thank you so you're welcome <laughs> so well and the handful of times that i've seen you guys it's like when i talk to you before a show or after a show it's like oh my god hey and it's like yay and then on stage like you scare the shit out of me <laughs> like where does that come from <laughs> just um because it's therapy i'm letting out the person i would be without it mm. and um that is it's a fucked up person like i'm not trying to, and that sounds so fucking edgy like oh, i hate i hate <laughs> like sad boy bullshit but like you know if it wasn't for it i know for a fact i'd be a totally different person that nobody would like yeah and i'd be doing things that i would not be proud of yeah and um that's why it's so important that we that that's why it's such an important message for us is like finding that outlet mm -hmm. because I know what I would be without it. Yeah. You know, I it would it would not be a good thing. And um, so I just that's why I mean, it's not necessarily healthy to like save all that shit for that. Yeah. Because I know any I'm working on dealing with the things I got to deal with mm -hmm. in a more healthy way i guess but like art is just such a fucking perfect medium oh yeah to do that and i think that's like one of the great ways because even if you're not performing or making music there's always music out there that okay i'm feeling this way yeah what do i need to listen to so i don't feel this way yeah anymore and i think that's the great thing about music do you think that other genres of music have that same element to it or do you think it's like more predominantly in or more i guess heavily in metal it's 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 heavily in metal definitely um it's 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 big in metal that's i i think that's mainly what metal's about but um i also feel like a lot of rap a lot of rap oh, is yeah. like that like a lot of like kendrick lamar like mm -hmm. everything in him is just like he's a fucking he's a prophet man yeah. like i mean he speaks about shit and like i, I love kendrick lamar and um J. Cole's the same way. Um, even like NWA, man. Like, I mean, it's it, the whole premise. I heard, I, f I think it was like T.I. or some shit uh, say something like, you know, what they rap about is like, it's people rapping about their experience. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
if you take your experiences and putting them into something, then it's, it's, that's what it's all about. You know, yeah. like, and you know, same thing. I mean, a painter can do the same thing. Like mm -hmm. a, painting a beautiful picture, like fucking Van Gogh. Like, I mean, he had some issues, but he painted some of the most beautiful pictures ever. Yeah. And you know, it's like, it's just such a fucking, it's a, it's a cool thing. Yeah. Art, yeah. We wouldn't be anything without I art. I think it's so ironic that like the people that are going through like the most shit and like, just can't stand everything they're the ones that make like the most beautiful pieces of art which i find fascinating mm -hmm. that like pain can create something so beautiful which i also think mm -hmm. is the blessing in it oh yeah as well exactly and i believe that people certain people can hold that pain mm -hmm. and can hold that weight yeah so they can release it in yeah. a way for people who probably can't i think that's like the great thing for music the first like band that comes to mind when thinking about like releasing aggression and a lot of emotion i think of corn yeah a whole yeah, lot big time and the your style and how you show emotion on the record reminds me a lot of jonathan thank in you. that way thank you because like the the first album of corn that the self-titled record you can hear it and i remember when i first went through the heft record and I think it was um, the last song. Yeah. It yeah. was um, very emotional in it. And I could see that a lot. So yeah. who are some of like vocalists, non-vocalists that like inspired like you to be on stage, but also your stage presence? Do you have any influences? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to my vocal style and things like that, definitely Corey Taylor. Um, and then also Jonathan Davis. Um Matt Honeycutt from Kublai Khan. Oh, yeah, a beast. Uh, trying to think of more. Phil Bozeman. That's another another dude. Um, and, like, when it comes to my stage presence, oh, my fucking God. I, there's a band from Norway. Or, no, 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 Iceland. We fucking played with them in uh, New York, and they changed our fucking lives. It's, uh, they, they, at the time, they were named Icarus, but now they're called Great Grief. Okay. And we saw them and like just the fucking way he was just moving and like his like persona when he was on stage and what he like, I mean, he, I was just like, what the fuck? I've never like seen anything like this. I was like, this dude is like letting out every bit of pain he's ever felt mm -hmm. right in this moment. And, um, I mean like, God, he's a phenomenal fucking vo vocalist. I, I, I can't pronounce his name <laughs> the best but i know for short he goes by finn mm -hmm. and um his, and finn and then his rest of his name is very icelandic so i don't know how to say it but um man like he is insane and like seeing him uh really changed i was like i want to be more like that like because like yeah. i was like the way he's letting that shit out i want to be more like that because like when we first started, I was very shy on stage and very, um, and I still kind of am, but it's just in a different way now. Yeah. Um, very shy on stage and very, uh, just nervous of how I'm moving and how I'm like, people are looking at me. I'm the fucking forefront. So like people are looking at me and it's like when everybody's eyes are on you, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And so I was like, I saw the way he was doing it and I was just, my mind was blown and, uh, yeah, and another another thing is uh <laughs> this is kind of silly, but it actually like the way fucking uh Jeff Hardy dances in like his entrance. The, bow, yeah. Bow, 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 
Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's cool as I fuck. I can see it. That, that was like my, because um, I, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a wrestler. For, it was stupid as fuck, but I wanted to be a wrestler. And um, fucking Jeff Hardy was like my favorite. The Hardy boys, like Matt and Jeff, were my favorite. And uh, the way he moved like I was like I want I want to do that too. <laughs> Next show I want you to like get a table and then do like a ladders and like chair match That'd and just great. like slam on tables. Hell yeah. You're going to you're probably going to fangirl when I tell you this. What? The Hardy Boys are from my hometown. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You told me that a show. I see Jeff yeah. Hardy at the gas station like all the time. That's fucking awesome. It's so cool. I'm just like I'll be like, yo, I, I'm friends with a big fan of yours. That's awesome. I'll let him know. Yes, please let him know. Be like his stage presence. He, he does your dance. That's awesome. I used to listen to his band back in the day. He was in a band? Yeah, it was called, uh, it's uh, Paroxawijan. That's a lot. But, oh, wow. Um, it, he said he got the name from like looking at a can, like a bottle of peroxide and something else. Like he just combined the letters or something like that. And it's like Peroxa and then Y with a question mark and then uh, Jin. So Peroxawijan. It's weird as fuck. And uh, nice. And it's like his theme when he was on TNA was mm-hmm. one of his songs. Oh and, wow! Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was I used to love it because I was like Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. and um, it's actually pretty cool. It's a little weird, but it's pretty cool. I have to check it out. I think yeah. it's really cool. Like I used to be a big WWE fan when I was. Little. I wanted to be a WWE diva Hell when yeah. I was like eight years old. You can do it. My my theme song was gonna be um, Pursuit of Vikings by Mon Amarth. Oh. Yeah, I was going to have like a whole Viking theme. Yes. I'm all about that. You can see yeah. that. I love I got, it. So you watch Vikings. Yes. They yeah. actually just announced, I haven't finished it yet, but they just announced that um, they're going to be adding another season and a more fitting end to Vikings. I just Ooh. saw like an article on my phone recently. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. We have a, like a gargoyle at my house yeah. that guards the garden and we named him Loki. Oh, fuck but yeah. But I keep calling him Floki. Floki, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, that's not your name. I'm yeah. sorry. That's so cool. That's my so, sister's favorite character. Really? Floki, yeah. He's so fun. I yeah. miss him when he was just like crazy. Yeah. And, but now he's crazy in like another sense yeah. of the word. I'm not completely caught up. I just yeah. know that they're on the, the uh, Iceland farm or whatever. Okay. That's and where I'm at. You're going to see your crazy stuff. Yeah. And uh, I, I just know, like, I know he's the bad guy, but I fucking love Ivar. I named, oh, yeah. Ivar the Boneless? Yeah, and he's I, so cool. He is. I named my dog Ivar after him. And, Sick. Uh, yeah, like, I, I just love, like, my favorite scene is when he's, like, he's, like, sitting on the ground. It's fucking pouring rain. He's covered in blood. And he's just, like, screaming shit That's to, like, the English scene. people. And I, I was like, like oh, I feel that, dude. I feel, I feel you. <laughs> Bjorn has always been my favorite. I don't. I like Bjorn, too. He just reminds me of Ragnar. He does. Like, I, and I love Ragnar. Me, too. I want to I want to get a German Shepherd. I want to name him Ragnar. That would be great. That'd and be just be like, great. Ragnar, and just get him to go on people. That's right. So are you a fan of Viking metal? I'm not actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, like it's, wow. it's yeah, it's weird. Wow. Yeah. That shocks me. So like do you like him on Mars? I like him, but I can only handle so much. Mm. That's just me. So what like turns you off from Viking metal? It's I, like I don't know like um to me it's just uh I I'm not a fan of like I don't know. It's it's like major like major pentatonic scales and mm-hmm. things like that. Like major major sounding scales, like happy ish. Mm-hmm. Like because it sounds very triumphant. Like I love the I love yeah. the I appreciate it. But yeah. it sounds very triumphant and very victorious and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I like that. 
but it's I can only handle so much of it because I like I like I, I just like metal to be negative. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just it's just it's a lot heavier. Yeah. when it's negative. Yeah, and it's just and the like when things are more minor and like really mm-hmm. like. I don't know. It's, that's just my personal preference. Oh yeah, I get that. I, remember. I do like uh, how long and like Warduna and Ooh, Dan, Dan yeah. Hyman and shit like that. I love stuff like They're that. They're sick. Though. They're sick. I remember. I rem- the first time I heard of Monomarth, I think I was like eight, mm-hmm. and it was like Pursuit of Vikings, and yeah. just the in the intro riff, I was like, I'm sold. I really like it because of the melodies. I like yeah. melodic death metal. Okay, see, you know? I can see that. Yeah, yeah, but I also like the harder the mo- the more negative just because it's just more chunky and it makes yeah. me want to like flip tables yeah. and stuff like the new Kublicon record yeah. like right when i press play it's like all right i'm just gonna flip this chair oh, yeah. and just go ham <laughs> they're a big influence on us too like Kublicon. it's like we like Kublicon and slipknot are like the two biggest mm-hmm. so we try to put that together in a way yeah and you can like hear that in the record like the riffs that you guys have and then just like the whole dynamic of the record it's like you can hear the influence in it but you guys also you. make it your own thank you which i think is really cool in, in the way so would you say that you find more influence like musically listening to other bands or do you like come up with that's the dif- style that's difficult because like i'm uh, it's a weird thing that i have because when I listen to other bands, especially like bands that are like up and coming, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing for me to like separate it and just listen to the music because I'm usually like, oh, I'm jealous of you. You know, like, yeah. I, like I'm very envious. I should have done that. Yeah, it's like I heard that and I'm like, fuck. I, ah. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to write that one. Mm-hmm. And um, it's real hard for me. But I definitely like like listening to bands really helps me. Like I'll hear that and I'm like, ooh, I heard that. I'm going to think of something that's similar to that. Mm-hmm. but but mine you know what i yeah. mean and um i do get that but a lot of it also comes from just like i'll be just sitting or something like that and then just hear something and be like okay i gotta do this right now mm. and um it just it because i'm always thinking about it and yeah like, mainly like i write more lyrics than i do riffs yeah and so uh i gotta think of like how this lyric sounds and how the guitar should sound and mm-hmm. how the drums should sound with that lyric and yeah. that's something i'm trying to work on more because there's sometimes i pick up a guitar and just write a whole song mm-hmm. and then put lyrics to it and it works but it's like to me i'm trying to make it more lyric forward and guitar supporting you know what i mean yeah so when you guys like write music is it like a collaboration definitely definitely okay um we like there's sometimes I'll write full songs. There's sometimes John writes full songs. There's sometimes Mikey writes full songs. And um, it definitely all comes together. Um, and there's a lot of the times, like, we have to, we all have a, a respect for each other because we all know, like, there's certain times we're like, shut the fuck up, let me see it. Mm-hmm. Like, it just because, like, it's not out of disrespect that we're telling them that. Like, if I tell you to shut the fuck up and let me see it, it's not disrespectful. I love how we're using shut the fuck up as a polite term. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I just think that's hilarious. It's it's not out of disrespect. It's like, it's like more or less like, here, trust me. Yeah. I know what'll go perfect with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, sometimes it's shit. Sometimes it's not. But, you know, we have such a trust with each other mm-hmm. that um, it works out great. Right now, like we're we've been writing on this second record it's been taking us a while we've we haven't put out anything in two years but, but when y'all um, do 
<laughs> Y'all gonna let me know. I will. I will. Thank yes. you. But it's it's been a long it's been a long process. We're getting closer and closer to the end of it, and it's going well. But uh, it's a uh, it's been a process for sure, and it's something you can't rush. Like that's oh not, yeah, you can't rush art mm-hmm. in any form. And it's so it's so hard because like it's such a competitive game. Mm-hmm. Like I know I've been getting so impatient. I've been talking to him and everything. Like I'm like, come on guys, let's go. But it's like you can't do that. You can't force it, man. Yeah, because I feel like you can hear like some bands that force mm-hmm. it. It's very you know true. like Metallica for yeah. one. It's yeah. like I I really appreciate like the first four. Yeah, you know yeah. like. Justice for All, Master of Puppets, Ride the Lightning, and everything. And then it was like just something like changed in it. Yeah. And it was like rushing. And it's not just like Metallica that does it. You can just hear bands that like, you know, it's not genuine. Yeah. And it's like, and I think it's really great that you guys want to keep it as this is the best that we can do. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of bands need to do that because you just don't want to like post stuff just to post it and like get yeah. clout. Yeah, you want it exactly. to mean something. You want it to be good. Thank you. Yeah. And everything. So I completely like understand that. Yeah. So with the new record, mm-hmm. what's like, can you give me like an, like a theme yeah, yeah. of it? We're, we're trying to take it right off the end of the last one. Okay. So, excuse me. Ooh. Ah. The okay. coffee, that black coffee, man. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bubble gut. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're taking, uh, we're trying to pick it up right where it left off. Mm-hmm. And the whole character of Sacred Swan is evolving. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is, is like we found this really cool factoid out after the album that if you take just a domestic pig, this could be, I'm not 100% sure, but this is just something we heard and, mm-hmm. and it's a cool concept. So like if you take a domestic pig, like pink pig, cute little pink pig, put it mm-hmm. in the wild. Within like a week or so, it'll start growing hair and start growing tusk. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if that's an absolute fact. But I'm gonna have to research. Yeah, that yeah now. I got to do more research too. But um, I'm pretty sure that'll that happens because it's in the wild. It's got to survive, so it starts making its adaptations. Mm-hmm. So we're taking that, like, more or less, like us as people. Now that we're becoming older because we wrote that album when we were like 17 18 years old mm-hmm. so it's kind of like the band growing like yeah. is it like in a way that you can listen through like the records yeah and it's like all right this is where we were then mm-hmm. and this is where we are now and like yeah. that whole process okay yeah so we were like the whole mentality of it is evolution mm. of of human the human experience you get the pig yeah i, I get it now the the tusks are yeah. my mind's blown. I get it. <laughs> um and the whole character of Sacred Swine is more or less like all like a combination of like all of our demons. Mm. And the song itself is like a conversation with yourself. Mm-hmm. And um it's it's and that that is growing and it's becoming that we're taking that and letting it turn into the boar. So it's like it's no longer a swine or just a pig anymore. It's now it's a now it's a boar. Mm-hmm. And like if you look into like a boar's antics and its mentality and the way it acts and shit like that, it's ferocious. Yeah, it's, it's like they're scary. Mm-hmm. And like they fucking like they'll charge at you. Whether sorry, uh, I was looking at my phone when somebody messaged me. Um, they'll charge at you 
whether they know they're going to die or not. Yeah. Like, they, like I've seen boars. It's just like instinct. Yeah. It's like I've seen boars get fucking shot with shotguns like four times and then just keep going. The whole tanks. Yeah. And like, it's like resiliency. Yeah. Because like us as people, we've, our demons have tormented us for a while and now we're, we're, we're more adults. So now we're like, we've dealt with that at a young age. Mm -hmm. Now we've learned to deal with it. And now we're like, fuck it, bring it on. Yeah. You know? So like, that's like a great mentality to have, you know, that it's like, your past demons, like, you got through that, and it's made you stronger. So, it's like, bring it on. Yeah. Like, because I feel like for a lot of people, I know for myself, it's when I'm under a lot of pressure, it's scary, mm-hmm. but it makes me work harder. Exactly. And it's like, I've I've heard that from multiple people that if you want something done right, you give it to a, a busy person. Yeah. And stuff. And yeah. it's, I think that whole notion that you just described, I fuck with it. I dig Thank it. You. It's Thank cool. You. And uh, a lot of it is... um. You know, it's more or less the whole, you know, because it's like the evolution and everything like that. It's more or less like fucking, it's a lot more strength. Like yeah. the, the first album was about more weaknesses mm-hmm. and who, who we are and like, but now it's like, you know, more about strength and, you know, what we can handle. And I feel like this is going to be an aggressive ass record. We're trying. We're really trying. Yes. I'm excited. That's going to be cool. So. Is, um, I know like you brought up like the swine and the pig. Mm-hmm. What is that? And it's like on like the merch mm-hmm. and stuff. So is, is what you just explained the reason why y'all chose to have like a swine as the symbol or like, how did that come to be? It came, it came to be more or less like I wrote the lyrics to sacred swine a long time ago. I think I was like 16, mm-hmm. 17 or somewhere in there. And they, it was a thing I wanted to work on and make it a big thing, like a, like like it is like a long song. I wanted yeah. it to be very drug out and things like that because I wanted to just get all that shit out at mm-hmm. one time. And um, it's uh, we chose the. F- I'm gonna put this on mute one second. <laughs> we chose a swine because you like think think about a sw- the way a swine lives and its mentality it's fucking disgusting mm-hmm. it's a disgusting creature and it's you know th- like a lot of religions they don't eat pork or, mm-hmm. you know because of how disgusting it lives and um calling it sacred is more or less saying you know like this I might be disgusting. I might be the a fucking piece of shit, but it's beautiful. Yeah. Because like I am who I am, mm-hmm. and at the time I was I just fucking despised myself, and um, came past that. Thankfully, honestly, thankfully to the fucking album. Like you know, like because I got all that shit out, and it was like you know dealing with you know, intrusive bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like I killed that part of me. That mm-hmm. that part of me is dead now and I can move past it. That's awesome. And um that's why that's another reason why it's like sacred. You know, like yeah. it's like, you know, I will uphold that because that's what makes me who mm-hmm. I am. And um and so the swine just became a staple 
to us because of how much it means to us. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just, yeah, I'm, that's cool though. Like I, I understand that a hundred percent. And like the first three words that came to me when you talked about that, you killed that part of yourself and you're going to move on. It made me think of adjust, adapt, overcome. Yeah. Yeah. In a way. And, and it's weird. You bring that up. My dad was military and, um, it's, uh, it was hard growing up with him for sure. Yeah. But I definitely learned that. That's something he told me all my life was, uh, is he improvised, adapt and overcome or mm -hmm. just an open, uh, adapt and overcome. My dad always told me that. And he was military. Really? Too. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Mind that's cool. Blown. Which I think like that whole premise can work. Oh yeah. For, like anything. anything. I mean like when I'm freaking out in classes and stuff and like I text my dad ranting. Yeah. I just get those three words yeah. and I'm like, I should have known. Yeah. This is what's going to be. You got to handle the shit. It's like, and, and, even though, like, I love my father because he's my father, but, like, it was difficult growing up with him. Um, I don't want to really go into it, but at least I have that. You yeah. Know, at, le at least I had, like, because military-type guidance is, like, get it fucking done. Yeah. You know, you, like, you have a mission, get it done. Yeah. And, um, you know, having that's been very helpful. Yeah, and I think, like, that's a lot of things that people miss, is the adjust adapt overcome mm -hmm. it's like how you said that you use this in a way as an outlet i feel like people don't know how to adjust and adapt to it because they don't know yeah how to release it yeah in yeah. a way and i think that music does a great aspect oh yeah in that and i think it's so cool that like you are you have this platform that you can do you can share this with and i just think it's fascinating that it shows that you're not alone and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people have been touched by what you have talked about in the record. But then also it's just like, just like talking to you, like you can tell that it's like you own it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> it's you. like, people don't own it. You know what I mean? It's like what you see is what you get and you'll, you'll talk to anyone about it. You know what I mean? And I think Thank that's you. really cool to see that. Like you can relate to somebody through their music, but you can also relate through somebody as an individual thank you as well you're welcome <laughs> that means a lot truly yeah well you're welcome just spitting out the truth man that's <laughs> how it be that's so cool so we're gonna do some fun questions you okay. know some some fun ones that's cool what was the first metal concert that you went to that you were like holy shit i never went to cool. it. like when i was young i couldn't go to concerts or anything like that it didn't have a way so um mm -hmm. the only like the before before like playing shows, mm -hmm. the only concert I ever went to was uh, Left Behind and Icarus, that other band from uh, Iceland, um, and another uh, other couple bands. But they were at uh, Ground Zero in South Carolina, mm -hmm. and Smart we went and saw yeah yeah, and a great fucking place. Um, fucking, they were playing there. And it was awesome because, like, I like I can only really discover music through the internet and things like yeah. that, and uh, just CDs and records and shit. And um, found them, and that was like one of the first like underground bands, other than like Kublai Khan, that I got into. And uh, fucking, that was really cool. That that show was great. Like, I, you know, like we were. It was a beautiful moment because there was like fucking like ten people there, mm -hmm. and. Um, me and Mikey went and like we were just going fucking ham because like we love Left Behind. Oh yeah, what and a sick band. They are, they are sick. And uh, 
we talked to Zach, the vocalist and said, you know, Hey man, you know, um, you guys are like a huge inspiration on us. And like, and, uh, you know, we were like moshing and shit and he's just like, so appreciative. He was like, you know, we, we appreciate you moshing. And like you guys telling us that we influ- influence you means a lot to us. And it was like super fucking cool. Oh like, yeah. That's so cool that like, I love when you can, like what I said, like you can relate mm-hmm. to the band and like, they're, they're just so genuine as well because I hate when you meet bands and like they're not yeah. genuine. I'm like, how can you do this yeah. if like yeah. you don't it's own it? weird. And then after that, uh, I got I got the fucking awesome opportunity. I'm going to shout him out. Fucking uh, Cameron Owens, a friend of mine from fucking uh, high school, uh, took me to see Slipknot and that was awesome. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. How'd you feel about Slipknot when you first saw them? It was great. I was far away, but I didn't give a fuck. Um, you don't gotta be up close no, for them. No. And it was a great concert. And my favorite song by them is Disaster Piece. And I'm not usually one to like crowd kill or anything like mm-hmm. that. And those are shows you usually just push pit to because yeah. like not many people are like, you know, like moshing because it's, you know, like bigger shows, not many people like mosh because it's just more people. You just push pit. Yeah. But I was like, this is my favorite song. I've been listening to them since I was like fucking 13. Um, go in. Yeah, I, like I was actually an asshole. I was just punching people in the <laughs> face. Like I was just like looking for. I wasn't even moshing. I was just looking for people and just fucking decking them. Like I, I, <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. But I was like, I've been waiting for this. So I've been waiting for this. Everyone just needs to calm down. Yeah. Let me have my moment. Yeah. We're gonna do it. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw Slipknot. I was just in awe. The ent- I just stood there. Yeah. Just with a shocked look on my face. And I yeah. was like, how are y'all doing this? <laughs> this is insane. They're great. How do you feel about their new record? I love it. I love it. It's uh I, I even liked volume five or well chapter five. Um I even liked it. Like, um it had its weak points, but this new one like is so like experimental. Oh yeah. That I love it. Like I, I'm I'd rather have experimentation than um just rehashed bullshit oh yeah i i completely agree i i one of the issues i have with people like when they complain about records is how they're saying oh they changed their sound i don't like it but it's like i feel like it would be boring exactly to keep doing the same thing like i know a lot of people um throw out hate for white chapel's new record the valley i love it it. Mm -hmm. and I am biased because, you know, I'm the Saw and they yeah, got yeah. my name. But uh, regardless, I like the experimentation yeah. of it. And it's like I respect that they that bands keep their core elements, mm-hmm. but they also evolve. Yes. And I think as a listener, it makes us evolve because it's like what you said about how the second record's going to be about strength. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, okay, cool. Like you really dig the stuff that we wrote before, but it's we're evolving Mm-hmm. And we're not in that place anymore. So why yeah. would we write about that when place. we're not in that place? Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be as genuine because it's not in that place exactly. anymore. So I think it's cool. I, any any type of evolution in metal, I think it's sick. Yeah. Along with metal, how do you how do you feel about the way that metal's going today? Hmm. That's, that's a tough a, question. That's a, yeah, that's, a, that's a question. That's a big one. I like that. Hot seat, man. Um, yeah, Tell them we yeah. got to tighten up them screws. That's right. That's right. It's electric. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, that's, I don't know, man. Like, uh, depends on what element of metal. Um, 
and I don't want to speak down on anything, but it's like, all your opinion. You yeah, know, you can have your opinion. I feel I feel that uh, people need to be more themselves. Mm. I, I feel like, but I mean, you'll have this no matter what. People are always going to copy others because yeah. that's just the na- nature of that's human nature. Sometimes you know, like you're going to have people that just copy others, and I mean, shit, like you know, we follow Slipknot's footsteps and Kublai Khan's footsteps and Left Behind's footsteps, but we try to make it our own. Yeah. But there's people that don't even try to make it their own. And to me, that's that's just like, you know, it's like, what do you stand for? You know, yeah. like, and just like, I mean, yes, music's fun. I love music. And it's fun to play music like, like that. And, you know, like, this, I'm not, this is just broad. Like, I'm not really calling out anyone Mm -hmm. but um you know it's like if you're serious about it understand why yeah you know i think that's a given for like everything mm -hmm. you know it's like why are you doing something if you don't know why you're doing like is there a goal is there an end point Mm -hmm. why are you doing this if you don't have those in mind exactly yeah yeah and i mean generally i i do believe that uh Music is getting better. I mean, it's always getting better because people are going to experiment and, you know, things like that. It's never going to get worse unless you stay in a mentality that's like music was better when I was young. You know, like, I mean, yeah, I get that. But you were young and impressionable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you were you were like when you're young, everything is awesome. Mm -hmm. And so you want to stay with that mentality because you want to remember that awesome feeling you had when you were young. So. You know, people are like, oh, music was so much better when I was young. Well, I mean, I get it, but you've got to go with it, too. Yeah, it's like, was it really that yeah. that better? Was it really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But I also go, it goes with, oh, I just had it in my mind and I just went blank. I'm going to explain it. Um, how I think music evolves depending on the generation. So, like, yeah. we will say when we're, like, older, oh, yeah. our music was better Yeah. when we were young. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's just... People need to learn, like you said, to like evolve with the mm-hmm. music. And it's like, if you don't want to, then just listen to like your old stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's cool. Like, that's fine. That's the, what got me started in music in general was my papal is what I call him, my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a saxophone player for like a fucking shagging oh, wow. band. That's cool. Yeah, like uh, like 60s shag music mm-hmm. and um, and like 70s funk and things like that. And uh I love him so much, but he he believes that music died when disco started. And I mean, I get it. I get that, you know, because I mean, disco's kind of just like the Bee Gees it, will live forever. Yes. <laughs> I love the Bee Gees. But um and I like Elvis was like the number one reason why I started. Like I was like fucking Elvis. Like I, I fell in love with Elvis as a kid. Great frontman. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great frontman. Yeah, he is. And, um, like I was, I just love Elvis and like, I listened to like, it was really cool how it happened. Like I listened, I started from the fifties and then chronologically followed like how music evolved mm-hmm. just like in my taste. It was really cool how it happened. And, um, like my pap, but my pap Alice curse was, he was like, music was better when I was young mm-hmm. and yes, in a way, yes. Because it was more 
strictly instruments and strictly mm-hmm. like you know very um it, it was it was pure yeah you know? and it's also like more hands-on because now mm-hmm. you can just like make a band on the internet yeah exactly. and just use technology for it mm-hmm. and uh you know i i get that but at the same time you know things evolve yeah you can't get stuck cultures like change generations change stuff happens and mm-hmm. it's like i feel like like the overall theme of this is like if you were to stay in that one spot, it mm-hmm. would just be like static. Yeah. And it would just stay flat. Yep. And it's music evolves with what's going on. Mm-hmm. A rolling stone gathers no moss. I like that. Mm-hmm. That was sick. <laughs> nice. So we're hitting almost the 50 minute mark. I told oh, wow. you it was going to go by fast. That's awesome. That's what I said. That was a lot of fun. So where can the Butcher Crew find Heft? On any social media or anything? Our Facebook uh, is just heft, all caps. Um, or if the, you want to type it in, www.facebook.com uh, forward slash heftnc. Our Instagram's heftofficial. Our Twitter is heftofficial. And then um, we're on Spotify. Any sort of social media or music platform you use, um, and uh, YouTube, if you don't even have any of those, we have our full album on YouTube. Um, music videos as well. We got four music videos. Um, and I have business cards if you want me to hand you a business card. Nice. <laughs> Just virtually. We'll print it. Yeah. And we'll put it on the website. Do you, does Heft have any shows coming up? Uh, October 14th, um, Body Snatcher at NYP with Orthodox Mess. And oh damn it! Choke I was, chamber. Choke chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone must die. I think is on yeah, and Andy. Well. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that one. That's going to be like yeah. ridiculous. I'm gonna. No one is safe at yeah. that show. Oh yeah. I'm excited. I'm gonna have to like get there early so I can get the bench by the window. Mm-hmm. So if people are gonna like hit me, it's my legs. Yeah. And like, yeah. I won't like get a black eye. Yeah. I'm ready for it. <laughs> That's gonna be exciting. And then I think uh, oh, there's another one. There's another. Oh man. We're irresponsible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think there's one on the 19th. I just can't remember where. If anything, I'll put it in the bio of this and we'll do that. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Of course. It was sick. How'd the hot seat feel? It was great. It was great. Very electric. I'm glad. (laughs) It's what I was singing the song. I went, it's electric in my head. Well, thank you so much for coming in again. It was great having you. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you are listening to the Saw's Butcher Shop only on WKNC's 88.1 Chainsaw Rock. Yeah.